The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. In the first half hour, we're going to talk about a very important topic. The title of the book is When Your Child is Gay, What You Need to Know, written by Wesley C. Davidson and Jonathan L. Topes, M.D., and with us uh, at the moment, we have Jonathan Topes, MD, who's a practicing psychiatrist in New York City, whose patients include many gay lesbian people, as well as straight parents of lesbians and gays. And he is a cum laude Yale University graduate and teaches and supervises psychiatry residents at the New York Presbyterian Will Cornell Medical Center in Manhattan. Welcome, Jonathan. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. So... You know, let's talk about this. Um, As you write, coming out can be difficult, and you are a popular blogger on gay rights. And while I know that Wesley Davidson is a popular blogger, blogger, but you also provide a roadmap so families can better navigate this rocky, very emotional terrain. I mean, it really is. So let's talk about the key points. I know you emphasize communication and unconditional love, and you help parents untangle all their own inner feelings. So my first question is, what inspired you to write the book? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I was motivated to write this book because, you know, I was noticing in my practice, and, you know, I'm in New York where, you know, it, it's a pretty liberal city um, compared to other places in the country where Wesley right. conducted some of her interviews. But even in, even in New York, you know, I, I find that parents still struggle on an individual level, you know, upon learning that their child is gay, and well, they may accept gay marriage and accept the ideas of gays, people having children, but when it comes to their own child, you know, personal acceptance is what remains a challenge for them. Um, and I, you know, I, I felt like that was something that needed to be addressed because um, a lot of these parents actually feel an extra burden, um, you know, more than even a parent, uh, let's say, in, in a more conservative part of the country, because. In addition to, you know, having to deal with the anxiety and stress about having a gay child, they also have to come to terms with holding these sort of, you know, internally inconsistent, you know, beliefs and feelings that sort of adds to their own distress because they're feeling guilty. Yeah, that they've done something wrong, right. That like what you know, I'm a liberal person and I'm very progressive. And you know, why am I having these feelings? Like I have no problem with you know gay people and you know gay marriage, but why am I feeling like I wish my child were straight, right? Um, so it's just, it's internally inconsistent. Whereas you know maybe a, a more religious or conservative parent in a different you know part of the country um, would feel like they do have a problem with gay people and they mm-hmm. don't feel like you mm-hmm. know that's 
you know, normal or natural, is what they would say. Um, and therefore, it makes sense that they would have a problem with their own child um, be, being gay. So, you know, I wanted to write a book that was that would really have more universal appeal, mm-hmm. that would be sort of relatable and digestible to parents of, of all gay children throughout the country, not just one type or another type, but that would really hit all the notes um, and it would really be something that would be able to be useful for parents and also for, you know, for their children. All right, and we now are joined by Wesley Cullen Davidson, who is an award-winning freelance writer and journalist specializing in parenting as well as gay and lesbian content. She's written health and child care magazine articles for parents and adoptive families, American Baby, Good Housekeeping, just to name a few. And she writes a very popular blog on this topic, which is straightparentgaykid.blogspot.com. Welcome, Wesley. Thank you for having me, Patricia. Uh, Great. All right. Well, Jonathan just explained why he felt he wanted to write this book. And give us your feeling about this, why it was so important at this time. Uh, Would you like my perspective of why I wrote the book? Yes. Okay. Um, I discovered my son was gay in the mid-1990s, and I wanted some answers to why I was feeling uh, certain emotions around uh, the discovery. And I went to different bookstores, and I could not find any answers uh, in the general parenting books that were on the shelf. in fact, uh, there were maybe two pages at the most in these books on what they called homosexuality. They hadn't even called it gay yet. Mm-hmm. So I uh, had the idea, since I'm a writer, to um, write a book about the issues that parents face that are uh, now addressed in my book with uh, Dr. Topkiss. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Here's my question. I'm going to ask you each kind of parallel questions. Jonathan, as a psychiatrist, what advice would you give to parents of gay children? From everything you've seen, what would you say to them? I, mean, I think really, I mean, what determines the best outcomes consistently has been shown just time and time again in, in various studies, but also anecdotally, is just that what will result in a high-functioning, well-adjusted child is if they have a sense that their parents and their family is supportive and understanding Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. who they are and isn't constantly trying to question or change who they are or convince them that they're not gay or convince them that they're really anything but who they say they are. Um, that, you know, those are the times when, you know, gay adolescents and then, you know, young adults tend to turn to drugs and alcohol become depressed or anxious. It's the situations where they don't feel like they have that support and unconditional love of parents. You know, and as, as cliche as it sounds, you know, there is scientific data that supports that that is the most important variable. Um, and the way to get there, you know, is, is by open communication and by listening to your child. So, you know, a lot of times parents aren't very good at listening. Um, they have this idea that their child is sort of you know, subservient in a sense and that they're not on equal playing ground, so they'll talk and they won't actually listen. But I think in these sorts of matters, when your child is becoming a person who is expressing a sense of who they are, it really is important to listen and to, and to respect that and, and, and to feel grateful that your child 
feels close enough with you to want to share these things about themselves right. with you. All right, let you me know, ask not Wesley. Not be judgmental about it. Yeah, let me, Wesley, as you're hearing this, is this something you feel, how did this work for you, having that strong sense of unconditional love with your son, um, you know, being able to really be open and communicate? Talk about that journey for you. I think, uh, as Jonathan said, uh, a child wants to hear that they are loved no matter what and that you will accept them. And as Jonathan mentioned, the research points to uh, what happens when the child does not get the unconditional love, the depression, the drug usage, truancy, all those things. Uh, and I think this is one incident where, uh, instance where uh, you can learn from your child. After all, they are the ones that are gay, and they know best. So it, it's, it's a role reversal. I mean, they can tell you what it's like to live mm-hmm. as a gay uh, person. And uh, I think, uh, as Jonathan said, you have to keep the door open. Uh, to uh, future conversations. It's not a one-shot deal when the child comes out. It has to be ongoing. And you have to keep uh, abreast of what's going on in school. Are they being bullied? Are they happy? How do they feel about being gay? And I think as a parent, you have to alter your expectations because I think every parent naturally has an expectation from that child's birth about what kind of life they're going to lead. And uh, if you adhere to that and don't change, you know, I think as a parent, uh, you're not going to be accepting of your child. And, uh, you know, it, it creates havoc in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonathan, what would you advice would you give to gay children who have not come out yet? Uh, how to come out to their to their parents or, or in general? I think in general. I think in general they haven't come out yet. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think I would talk to them about just how I worked with people in various phases of the coming out process, and people are much happier after they've come out, even though I'm being on the other end of it. I, I think when you're, before you start that process, you feel like so alone and, and it's hard to even imagine how you're going to have a good, happy life. But I think it's important to realize that, you know, most people when they come out are incredibly satisfied and don't have the desire to not be gay anymore. You know, I think when you're struggling with coming out, a lot of people sort of wish there was something they could do to change their sexuality and there's some sort of magic pill they would take it. Um, But I think it's important to realize, I think it would be very reassuring for gay people to know that once you come out, you know, pretty much all gay people would not want to do that anymore because so much of their identity and who they are and and who they are happy that they are is tied into their sexual orientation. So I don't Mm -hmm. think, you know, I think it's important to realize that you can be happy, you can have a good life, and that right now, you know, when you're in the closet, no one really knows you fully and that that's not a very lonely existence. Um, And that, you know, the best way to end that is to start taking steps and taking chances and, and just talking to people and, you know, start with one person. You know, I, I always tell them, I always tell people I'm working with, just pick one friend who you know is very safe, is not going to change how they think about you at all, um, and just tell them. And, you know, you'll be surprised. You know, the response, you know, would probably be very reassuring. And then tell a second person. And just tell people as you get more comfortable. And at some point, 
it'll just become more second nature. Okay. Wesley, your comments on this, maybe from your son's perspective or just in general? Your comments about... Well, my son took time. I think it was mostly self-acceptance, and he waited till he graduated from high school to come back uh, to us as a gay person. Um, as I said, I found out through, our, or it's uh, stated in the book and the preface, that I found out through a letter that he was gay. Um, so I, I knew... Uh, but it it took time for, as I said, for him to accept himself and come out. Uh, we lived in a, a suburban town where there wasn't a lot of uh, other kids who were gay. So I think that closeted him uh, for a while. And once he moved out of our town and was on his own, I think he felt that... Uh, he could come out to everyone, and he was much more comfortable. You know, okay. he wasn't bullied as he was in high school. So, mm. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about this very important and timely topic. The book is When Your Child is Gay, What You Need to Know, and the co-authors are Wesley C. Davidson and Jonathan L. Topes, M.D., and we're going to talk more about uh, all of this in terms of what you can do, um, how do you handle this, how can people uh, really move forward in their lives and, and work together. So you're, you're right here listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. Are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. My guests are Wesley C. Davidson and Jonathan L. Topes, MD. The name of the book is When Your Child is Gay. And um, Wesley C. Davidson is a popular blogger on gay rights and issues. And psychiatrist Dr. Jonathan Topes provides a roadmap so families can better navigate this rocky emotional terrain. Okay, I'm going to ask you both this question. Wesley, I'm going to start with you. How would you say this book is different from other books out there on this subject? Well, I think firstly it's written with a straight mother of a gay child. So it's written from, uh, partially written from a mother's point of view. And I use that as a jumping-off point to interview other straight parents across the United States of different backgrounds to get their take on what worked and didn't work in their relationship with their children. I also have included uh, interviews of um, gay adults under the age of 40 uh, to find out how they resolved their conflicts. So I would say... There is a great deal of advice in this book on how to solve issues. Mm. Uh, the other, uh, the format of the book is very different. Each chapter only addresses an issue that parents commonly go through, like denial, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of each chapter, Dr. Topkis, uh, in a section called The Doctor is In, uh, gives suggestions on how a parent who is struggling can resolve that particular issue. So it's a very issue-oriented book. It's a user-friendly book because you can turn to the chapter that applies to you of something you need to work on. And if you, for example, may have denial but not fear, you can just read the chapter that applies to you, which may be fear. Okay. All right, Jonathan, what would you say are some of the major points of the book that you'd really like to bring out? Sure. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, in addition to the, the, the two main messages, the ones we've really talked about, which is that acceptance and unconditional love is really the main message of, of as, as a parent, just in general, not even on this topic, but just as a parent in general, those are the things you should strive for. And then communication, you know, communication between a child and a parent to be able to not have things you can't talk about, but, you know, if something is upsetting you or causing distress, that, that you should talk about it um, because if you sort of sweep it under the rug, you're not going to actually have a substantive relationship. It's going to be sort of a house of cards. Um, so I, I think those are the two main points. Um, the other things are, are, are that, you know, parents of gay children often experience the wide array of emotions that we you know, divide our book chapters into, you know, guilt, shame, fear, um, loss, you know, denial, uh, all, all those sort of emotions that, and that, you know, they all are, you know, normal things to go through. So as, as a parent of a gay child, you shouldn't beat yourself up and expect yourself to, you know, jump to action and to be totally okay with things. You know, it's often the case that your child, you know, has had many months or usually years of, of wrapping their own minds around 
their sexual orientation and, and their sexual identity. And it's okay if it takes you as a parent, you know, time to understand and accept it as well. Like, you don't, you know, no one's expecting you to immediately be totally, you know, excited and accepting. Um, I think you have to be careful how you express your distress. And I think it's important that you, you know, talk to people other than your child, whether it be a spouse or a sibling of yours or even another one of your children potentially, um, to help them, to help work through your emotions with them. But, you know, really not to use your gay child as that uh, support for you. If they need you as a support for them, it's not, you know, this isn't the time when you should try to, um, you know, ha- have them help you through what you're going through. Yeah. Should a parent approach their child if they suspect they're gay? Wesley, what uh, do you think? I don't believe so. I, I don't think you should make your child uncomfortable and I think they will come out when they are comfortable. Uh, and uh, I think it's a parallel journey. I think uh, parents have to resolve issues once they're told their child is gay. And uh, certainly the child usually has resolved the issues by the time they have told their parents that they're gay. Mm-hmm. Your your comments about that, Jonathan? Yeah, I would I would actually agree, agree entirely. I, I think it's not, you know, parents often even parents who sort of you know find things like Wesley found you know her first son. I, I think you know the best thing to do is really in that situation to just set up a an environment where your child feels comfortable coming to you. So you know you could maybe talk openly about your political beliefs in support of gay marriage or, you know, if you have a co-worker who's gay, you know, invite them over, you know, for dinner or just you try to create an environment where your child will feel comfortable coming to you. I think when you go to them, they feel very put on the spot. Uh, it can be embarrassing. It could sort of bring out all sorts of negative emotions. And I think it's, you know, coming out should be a process where a child evolves to the point where they feel ready to do that. Mm-hmm. If, if you're sort of thrusting it on them, um, it's not happening in a way that's organic. Uh, I'm not saying it, it can't go well. I just think it's, it's a lower chance of, of it going well. Um, so I think most, you know, children, you know, want to sort of guide their own journey um, and, and, and not be forced uh, to, to, to do something before they feel comfortable or ready. All right. Um, question for both of you. If you're in a situation where you know you will not be accepted, it might be with a very religious family or it might be just, you know, a, a family that just, for whatever reason, whatever the prejudice is or whatever the reason, that it, it's not going to be accepted what, what advice do you give? What advice do you give to the person who's gay who, you know, finds themselves in that environment? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's obviously a situation that you hope is not going to be permanent and that you hope that, you know, I, I've seen families I've worked with where, you know, parents were staunchly uh, opposed and, and really have said some pretty hateful, aggressive things. And over, you know, it, it takes years, you know, o- over years, they made the decision that they'd rather have their child in their life for who their mm-hmm. child is than not have them at yeah. all. Um, so I do think, you know, it, it often can take, in situations where, the, where it's such a strong negative reaction, it, it can take time. Uh, so I, I would give your parents time. If, if there's a situation where it, it just isn't going to happen, then, you know, you unfortunately need to separate and, you know, have a life that, may, you know, you, you have to be happy at the end of the day. If, if your parents can't accept you or can't be happy for you, 
then you need to have a life that's separate from them. And mm-hmm. if they can come around and reach back out to you and, and want to reestablish something, you know, or you could try again, but I don't think it's, it's worthwhile to keep anyone in your life who is not wanting you to be happy. I just don't mm. think that's actually a you know, worthwhile way to live. Yeah, beautifully said. Wesley, any comments, any additions? I, I think if you know you're not going to be accepted, particularly if it's your own parents, uh, and they could possibly even be violent and kick you out of your house. You wait to come out. And um, yeah, and if safe. your parents' friends don't approve of it, you I wouldn't seek their company. Right. Same thing. All right. Tell us where you can get the book and find more about it. Uh, do you both give workshops? I mean, tell us how people listening to this can gain more beside this wonderful book, which is called When Your Child is Gay, What You Need to Know. So uh, you can buy the you know, book at Barnes and Noble. Right. Okay. Uh, you can get it. Where you can get the book. Um, you, you know, we're giving some lectures throughout the city over the next, you know, couple of months. And then, you know, I have a clinical practice, so I have a website. Patients can contact me or families contact me, you know, on my website, and we can meet individually or just, you know, the wonderful sort of support groups, PFLAG, you know, that exist throughout the city and throughout the country, I think would be, you know, a great resource for people. Okay, and you also have a Facebook page. Wesley, you have a Facebook page, um, facebook.com, Wesley Cullen Davidson. And then you also write a blog. Tell us tell I us do, and it usually it. has a, a weekly advice post. So that's one way um, people can uh, read about issues. Um, and there are also gay. some Wait, good just... online sites like the Family Acceptance Project at San Francisco State. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Let's see, P-Flag was mentioned. I think and that's a very... And also, let's give out the blog name, straightparentgaykid.blogspot.com. That's correct. Uh, and the book can be bought on Amazon.com as well as BarnesandNoble.com. And if people would like to chat with you by email, can they, can they have access to the website? Is there a place they can ask a question or contact you? Yes, well, on my blog, certainly. And and, uh, and and Jonathan, Dr. Topkis? Uh, they can just call me directly. You know, my website has my phone number on it, so if people want to talk to me you know, or contact me, they can call me on that number. It's the best way to I, get me. I want to thank you both very much for coming on the program. We just scratched the surface. But, um, but thank you. This is a, a very important book, When Your Child is Gay, What You Need to Know, by Wesley C. Davidson and Jonathan L. Topkis, MD, and again, uh, you can log on to the website whenyourchildisgay.com, and Wesley has a blog, straightparentgaykid.blogspot.com, and uh, they are also on Facebook as well. Uh, Wesley Colin Davidson. All right, thanks again, both stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, um, we're coming up with our second interview right here on VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.